Good afternoon, kids. It is November 11th, day after your mom's birthday. I am just uh, driving to the, the base where I'll uh, record a new book, Ezra. Ezra, I think, has 10 chapters, and yeah, even though his name isn't mentioned until the seventh chapter, everyone, the tradition says that he wrote this book. And uh, so it's about the rebuilding of Israel after they came back from being captives. And I believe Babylon, or I'll say, I think it's Babylon. So Cyrus, who is not a believer in God, got a word from God to release the people. And there's a lot of parallels between the Israelites coming back to Israel and the Israel's leaving um, uh, Egypt. And it's and I don't understand, I don't know why. I know God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but He didn't harden Cyrus's heart. And I believe my my take on that is um, no covenant had, had been made yet. I think, with the Israelites and God. At least, at least no Mosaic covenant. There's an Abrahamic covenant, what do you say? But, um, I, I think in order to have had a Passover story, Pharaoh had to say no. Here, we have a ruler of a country that's holding all the Israelites got a word from the Lord and he immediately released them. And I think that's telling because the Bible says Cyrus made this edict within a month of him becoming king. So I mean who knows when he get the, got the word but he wasn't wasting any time either. So that's um, it's a fascinating look uh, between Pharaoh and Cyrus. I'd love to read some more articles on that because I know there's a lot more um, what's it called um, connections or uh, what are they called? Um differences and similarities here. So we're going to be talking about, I believe, the rebuilding of the temple. And I think this is the temple, part of this temple stands today, the rebuilding of the second temple. Part of this temple still is still there. It's uh, just one wall, and they call it the Wailing Wall because... Jewish people go there to pray and in some ways they cry out to God and they you know, wail. I don't like that phrase. That the wailing wall in Israel is actually separated by religious faith. Jewish and Christian. And so if you're a Jewish you could go to the wall and pray on the Jewish side. If you're a Christian you could go to one side as well. And I also believe they separate between men and women. I think I'll have to do more research on that, so I don't know. So, I'm excited to read this. I, I, I know Ezra was around, was it Ezra or around the same time as Isaiah? They were contemporaries. I'm pretty sure. I, I, let me double check that. I feel, I was reading up on Ezra last night when I couldn't sleep. Tell you what we did for your mom's birthday. We we didn't really do much. We're trying to save money, but we uh, I substitute taught that day. Your mom stayed home. I felt really dumb. I should have taken the day off. But I uh, 
had the uh, I had the King's class. They're pretty well behaved. And uh, it was a loud car. When we got home, we hung out with your mom. Your mom made a carrot cake. She that's her favorite cake, so she made that. We played the game Pandemic. Took a while. We started at five. It ended around nine. It's a pretty difficult game to play, but you guys know what game we're playing. Your grandma was there for a little bit, and then when she realized the game was going to take hours, she kindly excused herself to go home and take care of uh, Rob. And then we... Your grandma brought us sushi, even though your mom really didn't want it. And we ate that, and then we decided to make some other things to eat. We decided to stop the game midway through, because you kids weren't really paying attention, you weren't really um, attached to the game, so we stopped and made some food. Me and the namesake made Brussels sprouts and bacon. The entrepreneur and the spy made fruit salad, and your mom and the king made uh, like a tomato green bean dish with garlic, fresh garlic, and a few other spices. And we had it all. It was very good. So, then we had the carrot cake and then went to bed. You guys actually, wanted, I think the two middle boys ran, like took a bath and then they, you guys did not turn off the water and the bathtub upstairs was overflowing. So I was not too pleased with that. So you guys also kind of broke the curtain rod, the shower curtain, and everyone left a pile of sopping wet clothes on the bathroom floor. So, your mom saw the look in my eyes. She said, just go to bed. I'll deal with this. Because she, I think she knew I was going to commit murder. And that's illegal in this state. So, I didn't do that. And I went to bed. So, it was kind of a rough end of the night. But your mom all saved your lives. So, whoever's listening to this right now, you're listening to this because... Because your mom saw that look in my eye. Which I rarely give. And I kind of sneeze. Every time I look at the sun, I just feel like sneezing. So, it's a really clear day. <laughs> Sorry. It's like I'm not allergic to anything, but every time I look at the sun, it does something to my nose. I just sneeze a few times. I'm excited for Ezra. It's just something new. And we just spent the last four books. You know, first and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. Really, the last six. It was like First and Second Samuel. Before that. And I wanted a kind, of, kind of like a change. Even though it's not much of a change. We're still going to be dealing with genealogies. You know, and things like that. And a rebuilding of the temple. But... One article I read said Ezra is like almost considered a second Moses. So I'm interesting. I'm really interested to to uh, delve a little bit deeper into the story. It's still out of construction, so I have to go a different way. No, places are different during the day. So the plan is. Your tall grandpa is going to show up to our house 
at 4.30 and your mom and I are going to go get a couple's massage at 5.30 in, uh, in Oakland. There's this place that's actually really great. Oh, this place is closed? Ugh, going the wrong way. Oh, there's an opening. And then there's a seafood place in Oakland your mom wants to go to to celebrate her birthday. 43, I'll tell you this. Uh, 43 looks amazing on your mom. So, I, she's gorgeous. I wake up laughing all the time. Tricked, tricked one of the gorgeous ones into marrying me. So that was... It's always nice. Let's see that. It's a private street. You go all the way through. It does. I'm going to use this street. Is that noise? Sorry, I'm going like a, a weird, a weird way because the way I usually go, it's it's stopped by because they're doing a lot of construction here. I should make a, I should take a ton of photos of this place now because when you get to my age, you'll you'll probably it'll be like a time capsule. This weekend's gonna be busy, pretty busy. Because last weekend we spent, me and uh, King and Spy, I think I talked about this, we went to, we walked around the, uh, we walked around the um, <clears throat> one part of our city, handing out flyers for food, for collecting food for the food bank. So this Saturday we're gonna do that again, but we're gonna actually collect the food. And I'll volunteer using my truck to carry stuff. Maybe it'll be easier. I don't know. We will see. And uh, also, two soccer games this weekend. Our namesake has a game at 8 a.m. on Sunday, and maybe 2.30 if they win that game. And our spy has a game, I think, at... 2 or 1.30 or I, I don't know. His last game of the year. So. Here we go. Finally, it must be so boring to listen to me talk. I, uh, we left the house such a mess last night, and I told your mom, because your mom went, to, took you guys for a bike ride today, it's Veterans Day, so there's no school, and she took the day off, and she, uh, I told her, text me when you're leaving, because then I'll come home, and I'll do the dishes, and everything else, and clean up stuff, and she said, oh, you don't have to do that, and then she texted me, saying, hey, we're already at our friend's house, which is like two miles away, so as soon as I got that text, I drove right home, and I took all the dirty dishes. I think I washed all of them. I think I washed all of our dirty dishes. I mean, I, I, all of our dishes that were dirty.
on here. I'm going to park right here. And here we are. Nope. That guy's playing radio way too loud. I'm not gonna I am not gonna stay here. I'm gonna pause it for a second, guys. There's a spot I would go to when you kids were younger, you know, a baby, like toddler age, where you guys still fell asleep in cars. And I would drive you guys in the minivan to this spot. And between our house to that spot, if I just had the air on, not hot or cold, just a, just a light air on you guys, you guys would fall asleep before I got into the base. And with all the bumping and stuff, I think it would just maybe help you get into a deeper sleep. I don't know, but so I'm gonna go there and record some some of Ezra. debating on when I'll reveal this podcast to you. Don't know when. I'm thinking when you're maybe when your sister's in college. She's college age, you know. the rate I'm going, I should have this done within a year and a half, but I just keep up the pace. And then, I'm still debating on what to do next after I finish Revelation. I'm considering doing the entire C.S. Lewis catalog. Not the Narnia books, by the way. He's actually a great theologian. Nothing too big. I think this is the biggest one I'm going to do with the Bible. I'll do other smaller books for you. I don't think I'm going to leave theology. I don't think. Well, I think by the time this is over, I want to have at least... <coughs> I mean, the goal, the overall goal is I want to read... I want to do this until the week of my death. I'm in my 80s, so you do the math. Probably won't leave you guys with money. That ain't gonna happen. So I'll leave you guys with this. This will be the legacy. So here we are, not too far from where I usually park. Shade. It's like a noise. It's just really annoying me. So, okay. Right across from the dog park, near the officers club, the O club. Okay, let's see. Before we really get into Ezra, let's see if there are any notes. Mm, some interesting background. So in 770, 722 BC, the Assyrians 
um, deported the ten northern tribes and scattered them all over the empire. Several centuries later, 605 to 586, God used Babylonians to sack and nearly depopulate Jerusalem. Let's see, when, when was the edict? Cyrus the Persian overthrew Babylon in 539 B.C., and the book of Ezra begins with the decree of Cyrus one year later, oh, it's one year later, for the Jews to return to Jerusalem. So around 538 B.C. So about 540 years before Jesus... Jesus came to the earth. That's when the Jews were ordered back to their, where they're from. Let's see. <clears throat> I'm going to blow my nose here. You don't have to listen to this. All right. Here we go. Ezra, chapter 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever is among you of all his people, may his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem, and let each survivor in whatever place he sojourns be assisted by the men of his place with silver and gold, with goods and with beasts, besides free will offerings for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. Then rose up the heads of the fathers' houses of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and the Levites, everyone whose spirit God had stirred to go up to rebuild the house of the Lord that is in Jerusalem. And all who were about them aided them with vessels of silver, with gold, with goods, with beasts, and with costly wares, besides all that was freely offered. Cyrus the king also brought out the vessels of the house of the Lord that Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and placed in the house of his gods. Cyrus, king of Persia, brought these out in the charge of Mithridath, the treasurer, who counted them out to uh, Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. This was the number of them. Thirty basins of gold, one thousand basins of silver, twenty-nine censers, and thirty bowls of gold, four hundred and ten bowls of silver, and one thousand other vessels. All the vessels of gold and silver were fifty-four hundred. All these did Sheshbazar bring up when the exiles were brought up from Babylon Babylonia to Jerusalem. Chapter 2. Oh, here we go. Got some genealogies. Now these were the people of the province who came up out of the captivity of those exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried captive to Babylonia. <clears throat> they returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his own town. They came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Reliah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mizpar, Bigvi, Rehum, Bana, the number of the men of the people of Israel, the sons of Parash, 2,172, the sons of Shephtiah, 372, the sons of Arah, 775, the sons of Pathamohob, namely the sons of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812, the sons of Elam, 1,254, the sons of Zatu, 945, the sons of Zakai, 960, 
or 760. The sons of Benai, 642. The sons of Babai, 623. The sons of Asgad, 1,222. The sons of Adonicum, 666. The sons of Bigvi, 2,056. The sons of Aden, 554. The sons of Atur, namely of Hezekiah, 98. The sons of Bazai, 323. The sons of Jorah, 112. The sons of Hashum, 223. The sons of Gabar, 95. The sons of Bethlehem, 123. The men of Netapha, 56. The men of Anathoth, 128. The sons of Asmaveth, 42. The sons of Kiriath, Arim, Shephira, and Bura, 743. The sons of Ramon, Geba, 621. The men of Michmas, 122. The men of Bethel and Ai, 223, the sons of Nebo, 52, the sons of Magbish, 156, the sons of the other Elam, 1254, the sons of Harim, 320, the sons of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725, the sons of Jericho, 345, the sons of Sanas, 3630. The priests, the sons of Jediah, the house of Jeshua, 973, the sons of Immer, 1052, the sons of Ashur, 1,247, the sons of Harim, 1,017. The Levites, the sons of Jeshua and Cadmiel, the sons of Hodaviah, 74. The singers, the sons of Asaph, 128. The sons of the gatekeepers, the sons of Shalom, the sons of Adar, the sons of Talman, the sons of Akub, the sons of Hatatita, the sons of Shobai, all, in all, 139. The temple servants, the sons of Ziha, the sons of Hesipha, the sons of Tabaoth, the sons of Kiros, the sons of Sia, the sons of Padan, the sons of Lebanon, the sons of Hagabah, the sons of Akub, the sons of Hagab, the sons of Shamali, excuse me, Shamali, the sons of Hinan, the sons of Gedel, the sons of Gehar, the sons of Ria, the sons of Rezin, the sons of Nakoda, the sons of Gazam, the sons of Uza, the sons of Pasia, the sons of Bissai, the sons of Asna, the sons of Meonim, the sons of Nephism, sons of Bakbuk, sons of Hakufa, the sons of Harhum, sons of Basileth, the sons of Mehida, and the sons of Harsha, sons of Barkos, the sons of Sisera, the sons of Tima, the sons of Nazia, and the sons of Hadapha, sons of Solomon's servants, the sons of Sotai, the sons of Hasophreth, the sons of Peruda, the sons of Jalal, or Jala, sons of Darkun, the sons of Gedel, the sons of Shephatiah, the sons of Hatil, the sons of Pokereth, Hazabaim, the sons of Ami. All the temple servants and the sons of Solomon's servants were 392. The following were those who came up from Tel-Malah, Tel-Harsha, Cherub, Edan, Immer, and Immer. Though they could not prove their father's houses or their descent, whether they belonged to Israel, the sons of Deliah, sons of Tobiah, the sons of Nakoda, 652. Also of the sons uh, of the priests, the sons of Habiah, the sons of Hekaz, the sons of Barzillai, who had taken a wife from the daughters of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and was called by their name. These sought their registration among those enrolled in the genealogies, but they were not found there, and so uh, they were excluded from the priesthood as unclean. The governor told them that they were not to partake of the most holy food until there should be a priest to consult. Urim and Thummim, uh, they're supposed to consult Urim and Thummim. 
The whole assembly together was 42,360, besides their male and female servants, of whom there were 7,337. They had 200 male and female singers. Their horses were 736, their mules were 245, their camels were 435, and their donkeys were 6,720. Some of the heads of the family, when they came to the house of the Lord, that is in Jerusalem, made freewill offerings for the house of God to erect it on its site. According to their ability, they gave to the treasury of the work 61,000 derricks of gold and 5,000 minas of silver and 100 priest's garments. Now the priests, the Levites, some of the people, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants lived in their towns and all the rest of Israel in their towns. Chapter 3. When the seventh month came and the children of Israel were in the towns, the people gathered as one man to Jerusalem. Then arose Jeshua, the son of Josadak, with his fellow priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shetanli, with his kinsmen, and they built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. They set the altar in its place, for fear was on them because of the peoples of the lands, and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, burnt offerings morning and evening. And they kept the feast of booths, as it is written, and offered the daily burnt offerings by number according to the rule, as each day required, and after that the regular burnt offerings. The offerings at the new moon and all and at all the appointed feasts of the Lord. And the offerings of everyone who made a free will offering to the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord. But the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet laid. So they gave money to the masons and the carpenters, and food, drink, and oil to the Sidonians and the Tyrians, to bring cedar trees from Lebanon to the sea, to Joppa, according to the grant that they had from Cyrus, king of Persia. Now in the second year after their coming to the house of God of Jerusalem, in the second month, Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josedek, made a beginning together with the rest of their kinsmen, the priests and the Levites, and all who had come to Jerusalem from the captivity. They appointed the Levites from twenty years old and upward to supervise the work of the house of the Lord. And Jeshua with his sons and his brothers, and Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Judah together, supervised the workmen in the house of God, along with the sons of Hanadad and the Levites, their sons and brothers. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments came forward with the trump trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with the cymbals to praise the Lord. According to the directions of David, king of Israel, and they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and the heads of the father's houses, old men who had seen the first house, wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of the house being laid, though many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not distinguish the sound of a joyful shout from the sound of the people's weeping. For the people shouted with a great shout, and the sound was heard far away. Chapter 4 now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the returned exiles were building a temple to the Lord, the God of Israel, they approached Zerubbabel and the heads of the father's houses and said to them, Let us build with you, for we worship your God as you do, and we have been sacrificing to him ever since the days of Saradon, king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the rest of the heads of the father's houses in Israel said to them, you have nothing to do with us in building a house to our God, but we alone will build to the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people of the land 
discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build and bribed counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. And in the reign of Cyrus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. In the days of Artaxerxes, Bishlem, and Muthradath, and Tabeel, and the rest of their associates, wrote to Artaxerxes, king of Persia. The letter was written in Aramaic and translated. Rehum, the commander, and Shimshai, the scribe, wrote a letter against Jerusalem and Artaxerxes, the king, as follows. Rehum, the commander, Shimai, the scribe, and the rest of their associates, and judges, governor, governors, the officials, the Persians, the men of Erech, the Babylonians, the men of Susa, that is, the Elamites and the rest of the nations whom the great noble Osnapar deported and settled in the cities of Samaria, and in the rest of the province beyond the river. This is a copy of the letter that they sent. So this, here's the letter. Okay. To Artaxerxes the king, your servants, the men of the province beyond the river, send greeting. And now be it known to the king that the Jews who came up from you to us have gone to Jerusalem. They are rebuilding that rebellious and wicked city. They are finishing the walls and repairing the foundations. Now be it known to the king that if this city is rebuilt and the walls finished, they will not pay tribute, custom or toll, and the royal revenue will be impaired. Now because we eat the salt of the palace and it is not fitting for us to witness the king's dishonor, therefore we send and inform the king. In order that the search may be made in the book of the records of your fathers, you will find in the book of the records and learn that this city is a rebellious city, hurtful to kings and provinces, and that sedition was stirred up in, in it from old. That was why the city was laid waste. We make known to the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls finished, you will then have no possession in the province beyond the river. The king sent an answer. To Rehum, the commander in Shimshai, the scribe, and the rest of their associates who live in Samaria and in the rest of the province beyond the river, greetings. And now the letter that you sent to us has been plainly read before me, and I made a decree, and search has been made, and has been found that this city from old has risen against kings, and that rebellion and sedition have been made in it. And mighty kings have been over Jerusalem, who ruled over the whole province beyond the river, to whom tribute, custom, and toll were paid. Therefore make a decree that these men be made to cease, and that this city be not rebuilt, until a decree is made by me. And take care not to be slack in this matter. Why should damage grow to the herd of the king? Then when the copy of, Ad of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before him, Rehum and Shimshai, the scribe and their associates, they went in haste to the Jews at Jerusalem, and by force and power made them cease. Then the work of the house of God that is in Jerusalem stopped, and it ceased till the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. What in the world is Shimshai thinking? What a jerk. <sighs> Where's Mithridath? Swarm. What a jerk. All right. Chapter 5. Now the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, the sons of Edu, prophesied to the Jews, who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josedek, arose and began to rebuild the house of God that is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, supporting them. At the same time, Tetanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shethar, Bozani, and their associates came to them and spoke to them thus, Who gave you a decree to build this house and to finish the structure? They also asked them this, 
What are the names of the men who are building this building? But the eye of their God was on the elders of the Jews, and they did not stop them until the report should reach Darius, and then an answer be returned by letter concerning it. This is a copy of the letter that Tetanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shethar, Bozani, and his associates, the governors who were in the province beyond the river, sent to Darius, the king. They sent him a report in which it was written as follows. To Darius the king, all peace. Be it known to the king that we went to the province of Judah, to the house of the great God. It is being built with huge stones, and timber is laid in the walls. This work goes on diligently and prospers in, the, in their hands. Then we asked those elders and spoke to them thus, Who gave you a decree to build this house and to finish the structure? We also asked them their names for your, for your information, that we might write down the names of their leaders. And this was their reply to us. We are the servants of God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the house that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and finished. But because our fathers had angered the God of heaven, he gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed his house and carried away the people to Babylonia. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, Cyrus the king made a decree that his, this house of God should be rebuilt. And the gold and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple that was in Jerusalem and brought into the temple of Babylon, these Cyrus the king took out of the temple of Babylon, and they were delivered to one whose name was Sheshbazar, whom he made governor. And he said to him, Take these vessels, go and put them in the temple that is in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt on its site. Then this Sheshbazar came and laid the foundation of the house of God that is in Jerusalem, and from that time until now it has been in the building, and it is not yet finished. Therefore, if it seems good to the king, let search be made in the royal archives there in Babylon, to see whether a decree was issued by Cyrus the king for the rebuilding of this house of God in Jerusalem, and let the king send us his pleasure in this matter. So, there's some controversy on who's built the temple. I think it's interesting, like when they said, who gave you authority to build the temple? Um, I wonder why they didn't say, uh, God, and who are you? But they're actually diplomatic. There's a lot of times you, well, you know, when you get older, you could easily just destroy someone with words and just ruin their day. But I think being diplomatic is a lot better way to go about it. I mean, these people could have just said, you know, go pound sand. Darius is a king, but our God is God. I'm not worried about a king. But, you know, they're keeping up relations, and, and um, they're very respectful. Chapter 6. I'll just keep going. I think I'll just finish Ezra. It's actually a pretty short book, so we'll see. Then Darius the king made a decree, and search was made in Babylonia, in the house of the archives where the documents were stored. And in Ecbatana, the citadel that is in the province of Medea, a scroll was found in which this was written. A record, in the first year of Cyrus the king, Cyrus the king issued a decree. Concerning the house of God of Jerusalem, let the house be rebuilt. The place where sacrifices were offered, and let its foundations be retained. Its height shall be sixty cubits, and its breadth sixty cubits, with three, uh, me, with three layers of great stones and one layer of timber. Let the cost be paid from the royal treasury, and also let the gold and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took out of the temple that is in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, be restored and brought back to the temple that is in Jerusalem, each to its place. You shall put them in the house of God. Now, therefore, Tetanai, governor of the province beyond the river, 
Shathar Bozanai and your associates, the governors who are in the province beyond the river, keep away. Let the work on this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews rebuild this house of God on its site. Moreover, I make a decree regarding what you shall do for these elders of the Jews for rebuilding of this house of God. The cost is to be paid to these men in full without delay from the royal revenue, the tribute of the province from beyond the river, <laughs> and whatever is needed, bulls, rams, or sheep, for burnt offerings to the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, or oil, as the priests of Jerusalem require. Let that be given to them day by day without fail, that they may offer pleasing sacrifices to the God of heaven, and pray for the life of the king and his sons. Also I make a decree that if anyone alters this edict, a beam shall be pulled out of his house, and he shall be impaled on it, and his house shall be made a dunghill. Oh, wow. May the God who has caused his name to dwell there overthrow any king or people who shall put out a hand to alter this, or to destroy this house of God that is in Jerusalem. I, Darius, make a decree, let it be done with all diligence. <laughs> oh, pretty much, uh, do as I say, and you know, you're gonna have to pay for all the stuff. That's hilarious. It really is hilarious. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna underline all that. That's great. Then, according to the words sent, by, <laughs> then according to the words sent by Darius the king, Tetanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, Shethar Bozni and their associates did with all diligence what Darius the king had ordered. <laughs> and the elders of the Jews built and prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo. They finished their building by decree of the God of Israel and by decree of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. And this house was finished on the third day of the month of Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of Darius the king. And the people of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest of the returned exiles celebrated the dedication of this house of God with joy. They offered at the dedication of this house of God 100 bulls, 200 rams, 400 lambs, and as a sin offering for all Israel, 12 male goats, according to the number of the tribes of Israel. And they set the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their divisions for the service of God at Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. On the fourteenth day of the first month, the returned exiles kept the Passover. For the priests and the Levites had purified themselves together. All of them were clean, so they slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the returned exiles, for their fellow priests, and for themselves. It was eaten by the people of Israel who had returned from exile, and also by every one who had joined them and separated himself from the uncleanness of the peoples of the land to worship the Lord, the God of Israel. And they kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. For the Lord had made them joyful and had turned the heart of the king of Assyria to them, so that he aided them in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. Chapter 7 Now after this, in the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra, the son of Sariah, son of Azariah, and son of Hilkiah, son of Shalom, son of Zadak, son of Ahitub, son of Amariah, son of Azariah, son of Miriath, son of Zerahiah, son of Uzi, son of Buki, son of Abishua, son of Phinehas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, the chief priest. Wow. This Ezra went up from Babylonia. He was a scribe, skilled in the law of Moses that the Lord, the God of Israel, had given, and the king granted him all that he asked, for the hand of the Lord his God was on him. And there went up also Jerusalem in the seventh year of Xerxes, king, some of the people of Israel, and some of the priests and Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants. And Ezra came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king. For on the first day of the first month he began to go up from Babylonia, 
And on the first day of the fifth month he came to Jerusalem, for the good hand of his God was on him. For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord, and to do it, and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. This is a copy of the letter that King Artaxerxes gave to Ezra the priest, the scribe, a man learned in matters of the commandments of the Lord and his statutes in Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of God of heaven, peace. And now I make a decree that any one of the people of Israel or their priests or Levites in my kingdom who freely offers to go to Jerusalem may go with you. For you are sent by the king and his seven counselors to make inquiries about Judah and Jerusalem according to the law of your God, which is in your hand, and also to carry the silver and gold that the king and his counselors have freely offered to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem, with all the silver and gold that you shall find in the whole province of Babylonia, and with the free will offerings of the people and the priests vowed willingly for the house of their God that is in Jerusalem. With his this money, then, you shall with all diligence buy bulls, rams, and lambs, and with their grain offerings and their drink offerings, and you shall offer them on the altar of the house of your God that is in Jerusalem. Whatever seems good to you and your brothers to do with the rest of the silver and gold, you may do according to the will of your God. The vessels that have been given you for the service of the house of your God, you shall deliver before the God of Jerusalem, and whatever else is required for the house of your God, which it falls to you to provide, you may provide it out of the king's treasury. And I, Artaxerxes the king, make a decree to all the treasurers in the province beyond the river, whatever Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of God of heaven, requires of you, let it be done with all diligence. Up to one hundred talents of silver, one hundred cores of wheat, and one hundred baths of wine, one hundred baths of oil, and salt, without prescribing how much. Whatever is decreed by the God of heaven, let it be done in full, for the house of the God of heaven, lest his wrath be against the realm of the king and his sons. We also notify you that it shall not be lawful to impose tribute, custom, or toll on any one of the priests, the Levites, the singers, the doorkeepers, the temple servants, or other servants of this house of God. And you, Ezra, according to the wisdom of your God that is in your hand, appoint magistrates and judges who may judge all the people in the province and beyond the river, all such as know the laws of God. And those who do not know them you shall teach. Whoever will not obey the law of your God and the law of the king, let judgment be strictly executed on him, whether for death or for banishment or for confiscation of his goods or for imprisonment. Blessed be the Lord, the God of our fathers, who put such a thing as this into the heart of the king, to beautify the house of the Lord that is in Jerusalem, and who extended to me the steadfast love before the king and his counselors, and before all the king's mighty officers. I took courage, for the hand of the Lord my God was on me, and I gathered leading men from Israel to go up with me. Wow. Darius is not fooling around. He is, he is about that. Uh, chapter 8. These are the heads of, the, of their father's houses, and this is the genealogy of those who went up with me from Babylonia in the reign of Artaxerxes the king. Of the sons of Phinehas, Gershom, the sons of Ithamar, Daniel, the sons of David, Hattush, the sons of Shekaniah, who was the sons of Parash, Zechariah, with whom was registered 150 men. Of the sons of Pehath, Moab, Elianai, the son of Zariah, and with him 200 men. Of the sons of Zatu, Shechaniah, the son of Jahaziel, and with him 300 men. Of the sons of Aden, Ebed, the son of Jonathan, and with him 50 men. Of the sons of Elam, Jeshai, the son of Athaliah, and with him 70 men. Of the sons of Shephatiah, Zebediah, the son of Michael, with him 80 men. Of the sons of Joab, Oba, 
Obadiah, the son of Jehiel, with him 218 men. Of the sons of Benai, Shelmeth, the sons of Josephiah, with him 160 men. Of the sons of Babai, Zechariah, the son of Babai, and with him 28 men. Of the sons of Zazgad, Johanan, the son of Hakaten, with him 110 men. Of the sons of Adonikam, those who came later, their names being Eliphalet, Jeul, Shemaiah, and with them 60 men. Of the sons of Bigvi, Uthai, and Zakor, and with them 70 men. I gathered them to the river that runs to Ahava, and there we camped three days. As I reviewed the people and the priests, I found there none of the sons of Levi. Then I sent for Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaiah, Elnathan, Jerob, Elnathan, Nathan, Zechariah, and Meshulam, leading men, and for Jorib, and Elnathan, who were men of insight, and sent them to Edo, the leading man at the place, Casaphia, telling them what I say to Edo and his brothers and the temple servants in the place of Casaphia, namely to send us ministers of the, for the house of God. And by the good hand of our God on us, they brought us a man of discretion, the sons of Mali, the son of Levi, the son of Israel, namely Sherebiah, with his sons and kinsmen, also Hashabiah, and with him Jeshiah, the sons of Merari, and with his kinsmen and their sons, 20, besides 220 of the temple servants, whom David and his officials had set apart to attend the Levites. These were all mentioned by name. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahava, that we might humble ourselves before our God, to seek from him a safe journey for ourselves, our children, and all our goods. For I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way, since we had told the king, The hand of our God is for good on all who seek him, and the power of his wrath is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and implored of our God for this, and he listened to our entreaty. Then I set apart twelve of the leading priests, Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and the ten of their kinsmen with them. And I weighed out to them the silver and gold and the vessels and the offering for the house of our God, that the king and his counselors and his lords and all Israel there present had offered. I weighed out into their hands 650 talents of silver and silver vessels worth 200 talents, and 100 talents of gold, 20 bowls of gold worth 1,000 derricks, and two vessels of bright bronze as precious as gold. And I said to them, you are the whole you are holy to the Lord, and the vessels are holy, and the silver and the gold are a free will offering to the Lord, the God of your fathers. Guard them and keep them until you weigh them before the chief priests and the Levites and the heads of the fathers' houses in Israel at Jerusalem, within the chambers of the house of the Lord. So the priests and the Levites took over the weight of the silver and gold and the vessels to bring them to Jerusalem to the house of our God. Then we departed from the river Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was on us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and from ambushes, by the way. We came to Jerusalem, and there we remained three days. On the fourth day, within the house of our God, the silver and the gold and the vessels were weighed into the hand of Merimoth the priest, son of Uriah, and with him was Eliezer, the son of Phinehas. And with him there was the Levites, Josabad, the son of Jeshua, and Nodiah, the son of Benu. The whole was counted and weighed, and the weight of everything was recorded. At that time, those who had come from captivity, the returned exiles, offered burnt offerings to the God of Israel, twelve bulls for all of Israel, ninety-six rams, seventy-seven lambs, and as a sin offering, twelve male goats. All this was a burnt offering to the Lord. They also delivered the king's commissions of the king's satraps and to the governors of the province beyond the river, and they aided the people and the house of God. 
Chapter 9. After these things had been done, the officials approached me and said, The people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the lands with their abominations, from the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, Moabites, the Egyptians, the Amorites, for they have taken some of their daughters to be wives for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy race has mixed itself with the peoples of the lands. And in this faithlessness, the hand of the officials and the chief men had been foremost. As soon as I heard this, I tore my garment and my cloak and pulled away, pulled hair from my head and beard and sat appalled. Then all who trembled at the words of the God of Israel because of the faithlessness of the returned exiles gathered around me while I sat appalled until evening sacrifice. And at the evening sacrifice, I rose from my fasting with my garment and my cloak torn and fell upon my knees and spread out my hands to the Lord, my God, saying, Oh, my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift my face to you. My God, for our iniquities have risen higher than our heads and our guilt has mounted up to the heavens. From the days of our fathers to this day, we have been in great guilt. And for our iniquities, we, our kings and our priests, have been given into the hand of the kings of the lands to the sword, to captivity, to plundering, and to utter shame as it is today. But now for a brief moment, favor has been shown by the Lord our God to leave us a remnant and to give us a secure hold within his holy place, that our God may brighten our eyes with, and grant us a little reviving in our slavery. For we are slaves, yet our God has not forsaken us in our slavery, but has extended to us his steadfast love before the king of per kings of Persia to grant us some reviving, to set us, to set up the house of our God, to repair its ruins, to give us protection in Judea and Jerusalem. And now, O oh, our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken your commandments, which you commanded by your servants, the prophets, saying, The land that you are entering to take possession of it is a land impure with impurity of the peoples of the lands with their abominations that have filled it from end to end with their uncleanness. Therefore do not give your daughters to their sons, neither take their daughters for your sons, and never seek their peace or prosperity, that you may be strong and eat the good of the land, and leave it for an inheritance to your children forever. And after all that has come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great guilt, seeing that you, our God, have punished us less than our iniquities deserved, and have given us such a remnant as this, shall we break your commandments again and intermarry with the peoples who practice these abominations? Will you not be angry with us until you consumed us, so that there should be no remnant nor us, nor any to escape? O Lord, the God of Israel, you are just, for we are left a remnant that has escaped as it is today. Behold, we are before you in our guilt, for none can stand before you because of this. Chapter 10 While Ezra prayed and made confession, weeping and casting himself down before the house of God, a very great assembly of men, women, and children gathered to him out of Israel. For the people wept bitterly. And Shechaniah, the son of Jehiel, and the sons of Elam, addressed Ezra. We have broken faith with our God and have married foreign women from the peoples of the land. But even now there is hope for Israel in spite of this. Therefore let us make a covenant with our God to put away all these wives and their children according to the counsel of my Lord and those who tremble at the commandment of our God and let it be done according to the law. Arise, for it is your task, and we are with you. Be strong and do it. Then Ezra arose and made the leading priests and the Levites, and all Israel take an oath that they would do as had been said, so they took the oath. Then Ezra withdrew from before the house of God and went to the chamber of Jehonan, the son of Eliashib, where he spent the night, neither eating bread nor drinking water, for he was mourning over the faithlessness of the exiles. And a proclamation was made throughout Judah and Jerusalem to all the returned exiles that they should assemble at Jerusalem, and that if anyone did not come within three days by order of the officials and the elders of all the property, 
uh, and the elders, all his property should be forfeited and he himself banned from the congregation of the exiles. Then all the men of Judah and Benjamin assembled at Jerusalem within three days. It was the ninth month on the twentieth day of the month. And all the people, this is, this, there's so much comedy in this, in this entire book. Um, either get here in three days or we, you're no longer a part of us and we take your stuff. So everybody showed up. It was the ninth month on the twentieth day of the month and all the people sat in the open square before the house of God, trembling because of this matter and because of the heavy rain. And Ezra, priest, stood up and said to them, You have broken faith and married foreign women, and so increased the guilt of Israel. Now then, make confession to the Lord, the God of your fathers, and do his will. Separate yourselves from the peoples of the land and from the foreign wives. Then all the assembly answered with a loud voice, It is so, we must do as you have said. But the people are many, and it is time for a heavy rain. We cannot stand in the open, nor is it this a task for one day or for two, for we have greatly transgressed in this matter. Let our officials stand for the whole assembly. Let all uh, in our cities who have taken foreign wives come at appointed times, and with them the elders and judges of every city, until we fierce, until the fierce wrath of our God over the matter is turned away from us. Only Jonathan, the son of Asahel, and Jehaziah, the son of Tikvah, opposed this, and Meshulam and Shabbatiah, the Levites, supported them. Then the returned exiles did so. Ezra the priest selected men, heads of the of fathers' houses, according to their fathers' houses, each of them designated by name. On the first day of the tenth month, they sat down to examine the matter, and by the first day of the first month, they had come to the end of all. Come, no, she, they had come to the end of all the men who had married foreign women. Now there were found some of the sons of the priests who had married foreign women: Messiah, Eliezer, Jerob, and Gedaliah some of the sons of Jeshua, son of Josadak, and his brothers, they pledged themselves to put away their wives, and their guilt offerings was a ram of the flock for their guilt. The sons of Immer, Hananiah, Zebediah, the sons of Hiram, Messiah, Elijah, Shemaiah, Jeel, Uziah, sons of Peshur, Elianai, Messiah, Ishmael, Nethanel, Josabad, and Elisai, Elisa, excuse me. Of the Levites, Josabad, Shemaiah, Keliah, that is Kalita, Pethahiah, Judah, and Eliezer. Of the singers, Eliashib. Of the gatekeepers, Shalom, Talim, and Uri. And of Israel, the sons of Parash, Ramiah, Isaiah, Malkijah, Mijamin, Eliezer, Hashabiah, and Benaiah. The sons of Elam, Mataniah, Zechariah, Jehiel, Abdi, Jeremoth, and Elijah. Of the sons of Zatu, Elianai, Eliashib, Madaniah, Jeremoth, Zabad, and Aziza. Of the sons of Babai were Jehanon, Jehohanan, Hananiah, Zabai, and Athali. Of the sons of Benai were Meshulam, Malak, Adonai, Adiah, excuse me, Jeshub, Jeel, Sheel, and Jeremoth. Of the sons of Pehath, Moab, Adnah, Chalal, Benaiah, Messiah, Metaniah, Bezalel, Binu, and Manasseh. Of the sons of Harim, Eliezer, Ishijah, Malkijah, Shemaiah, Shemeun, Benjamin, Malak, and Shemriah. Of the sons of Hashem, Metaniah, Metatah, Zabad, Eliaphalet, Jeremiah, Manasseh, and Shemei. Of the sons of Bani, Madai, Aram, Yul, Beniah, Badia, Shalul, Shalahi, Veniah, Meramoth, Eliashib, Metaniah, Metaniah, Jasu. Of the sons of Benu, 
Shimei, Shalemiah, Nathan, Adiah, Mechanidamai, Shashai, Sharai, Azarel, Shalemiah, Shemariah, Shalom, Amariah, and, then, and Joseph. Of the sons of Nebu, Jeel, Mattathiah, Zabad, Zebinah, Jada, Joel, and Beniah. All these had married foreign women, and some of the women had even born children. So I want to read, look into, let's see. So hang on one second. So I know they weren't supposed to intermarry because of their abominable sacrifices and their, and their um, practices. I, I think they don't want them to marry foreign women because they'd bring in foreign gods. That's why they didn't want them to. Now it's not an issue, like in the present day. However, I'll tell you this. Um, I really hope you don't fall in love with someone that's not a Christian. The Bible's pretty clear on being equally yoked, and I know you kids are Christians. And so, I, I don't know. I, I hope it, we don't even have to confront it, but, you know, I, guard your heart. And I do not... You be friends with people who are other religions, but do not go any further than that. Um, it doesn't say what happens. I know they had to, quote-unquote, put away people. So I, it, it doesn't really say what happened to the people that were put away. I, I guess a divorce happened? I, I don't know. Um, Jesus does talk about divorce in the Old Testament. He does say, you know, we allowed you guys to divorce because you guys had hardened hearts. So I think it was easier to get divorced then than now. Now it's different. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to head home. I'm going to the office. So there's a lot to unpack there. One of the things that's so interesting is why Artaxerxes, Cyrus, and Darius were so compelled to do whatever God wanted for the Israelites. And I want to believe that... I, I bet there were people who studied history and told the Persian kings... Um, listen, the Pharaoh got just destroyed, and there's a ton of things that happened to that guy you know, may not like. You know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking um, their uh, history books mention Pharaoh and, and the God of Israel, and uh, I don't think I don't think any of the Persian kings wanted to deal with that. Um, but I mean, it's, what the Bible doesn't mention is, why were they so motivated to help the Israelites? No one, no one else has ever been motivated to do that. I'd love to know more. I know God, God was told, I, they were informed by God, but I don't know how, it doesn't really say. Well, maybe I'll do a little bit more research on that. As for the other stuff, um, 
Ezra shows up on the scene, and he's like the great, 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 great grandson of Aaron, the first chief priest. So, you know, he's a Levite. He's part of the Levitical priesthood. What else is he? He's very well respected. His father is Edo, I believe. And Edo's mentioned later. Edo's mentioned as he's still there. I think people will misconstrue the last third of Ezra as you know you can only marry within your race. That's not true. Nothing to do with race. It's poignant today. It has everything to do with faith. And kids, I would submit to you. I especially to my entrepreneur, my daughter. If you marry a man that's not a Christian, the chances of you remaining in the faith are slim. And there are studies that that talk about this. Just usually the if there's a man in the house who's married, a husband and wife, you uh family typically converts to whoever the man man's faith is. One of my really good friends daughters just got married to a guy who I know is Muslim. And it broke my heart because I know the guy is devout. A devout Christian. And I didn't want to broach the subject with him because I'm sure other people have. Because this guy makes it pretty well known what he believes. And it just I you just see his heartbreaking. His daughter is probably not a Christian at all. And that's probably my biggest fear. Is not seeing you guys in the afterlife. I don't want to get too heavy on this. But don't read this as to thinking it's just some... Don't don't dismiss this as... As um, them just being elitist. There's a, there's a strong reason why... God made it clear not to marry other from other um, countries. Rattling around back here. Also, we're dealing with the Middle East. Everyone kind of looks the same here. Everyone like tan. You know, it's not like as stark as it is now. Like between someone who's. Asian or of African descent. I will, I, I'm probably going to do a little bit more research on what happened to those families that were put aside. It doesn't seem very fair to them, especially to the children. And I, I think a, I think a um, pastor did touch on this, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know what they, what they said, but. Oh, I've been talking for an hour. I'm my mouth is dry. I'm just drinking some really warm soda. I'm gonna go back to the office, do a little bit more work, and then that will be that. I'm gonna um, come home a little bit early, check my bees. They look pretty busy today, so maybe I'll do on the weekend. Anyways, I love you all. Sorry to rant. I'm kind of glad I finished all of Ezra though. That feels good. 
Although I don't like rushing through stuff because I think that misses the point of the whole this whole endeavor. But but uh, it's it's good to be it's good to uh, make progress. I'll tell you that. So, anyways, I love you all. I think we're going to use the uh, the song "Deliver Us" from. Uh, Prince of Egypt as the intro. And I don't know what I'm going to do for the outro. We'll see. We'll figure it out. The last so many podcasts I I use SM Lockridge's um, sermon called King of Kings which is edited. His parts down. He, I mean, the guy is probably one of the best preachers but he wasn't that great. I mean, that was an edited video that I, I, I curbed the audio from. And I apologize. You know, I... Uh, last recording, I said I'm going to go to the church and I'm going to upload all these. Turns out I didn't upload any of First Chronicles or Second Chronicles. So I went to the church and ordered a couple chai lattes and I counted those out and I got those added. So I will try and make descriptions again of podcasts because I'm going to upload this right now. Sorry about that. I, I just didn't have the memory to to write a, a lengthy description in, in the... Um, podcast, so, I will try doing that again, Uh, I love you, and, uh, hope to see you later, um, pray on, on the equally yoked part, really pray on that, that's, uh, it's extremely important, your mom and I are equally yoked when it comes to faith. Okay. Anything besides that is you could compromise, but whatever you do, don't ever compromise your faith. As one of the famous philosophers of the 20th century says, don't ever put passion before principle. That was Kisuki Miyagi from Karate Kid 2. So, anyways, I love you all, and in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. God bless.